Welcome into another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. The picks for this week are already up there. We're recording this one a little bit late this week. There's a lot to get to this week, so we wanted to make sure a couple of the fights that we were going to preview are now off. So it's a good thing we kind of waited a little bit. It's not a horrible thing that we wait a couple days to do this. But, uh, Jordan, how's it going? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm good. And it's prototypical because, look, fights get canceled. Uh, people miss weight. Matchups get changed. So, look, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out. Like, well, first off, we don't even have a name for this podcast, obviously. So, yeah, the name is the name is the out, unnamed like, MMA podcast, I guess essentially, that's true. at this point. It's true. We're in there. We're in there. But we're, we're also trying to figure out, like, you know, like when to, like, get this out there. And, and we change. So, yeah. I think we needed a little bit more time for this card to develop, and now there's there's matchups that I that I like, and there's plays that I that I absolutely am recommending. So, um, I guess that that that's that's what that's what's going on. How are you? Big, I'm good. Big, uh, I'm good. Yeah, big big event tonight for you. Big, yeah, big event. If you're listening to this on a Friday, uh, head out to Sebastian's in Brookfield. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, Sebastian's in Brookfield was great. It was awesome. <laughs> you should come out to the next one. Uh, that we do. Uh, so yeah, thanks to Coors Light or come drink Coors Light, whichever, whenever you're listening to this, we're covering all the bases. Yeah. So before we move on to UFC fight night, Lemos against Andrade, let's first recap a little bit of our guy, Bilal Muhammad, getting the win. You came around eventually. And you said you were going with Bilal. It's a good thing you did. One, because I didn't want him punching you in the face like Mike Tyson punched that guy in the face on the plane. And two, because it made people some money as a dog. And once again, Bilal Muhammad, as an underdog, gets the job done beating Vicente Luque. And now the big question is, now that we're on to the next week and we're on to the next fight night and all that good stuff, what's next for Bilal Muhammad? Yeah, great performance by Mike Tyson on the plane. Uh, <laughs> I hope that guy lost its lost his bag because just that would add insult to injury. And yeah, I mean, turnaround early in the week, I was all about Vicente Luque. I just thought like he was just going to be able to do the same thing he did uh, because he's a finisher. He's he's better on the feet. I still think he is better on the feet. But Bilal Muhammad was prepared for that. His his like chain wrestling and the way that he was entering on those takedowns was great. And then I had to go look back and I looked back at the last two fights for Luke and he was taken down quite easily. Uh, and you know, uh, outside of a, a missed opportunity by Kiesa in that fight, then you know he gets Darce. So I knew Luke what or I knew Mohammed was going to fall into that trap. He was still you know significant plus money to recommend him to win. And I knew if he was going to win, well then you got to recommend the over because that's how he was going to win the fight. And uh, so happy for him. Couldn't happen to a better guy. A guy that's, you know, as, as you know, like he, he's gone through the rigors. Uh, he's had some failures. Now he's at the top uh, or near the top of the welterweight division. And, and well, yeah, it, next for him should be Colby Covington or Hamza Shemaev. Like that, that's, that's it. I just don't think they're going to rebook the Leon Edwards fight. I think Leon Edwards and I was, I'm going to stay on this. Leon Edwards should fight for the title. Like he should fight Kamaru Usman. Matthew mm-hmm. should be next. Um, and Bilal can fight, you know, Shemaev or hopefully Colby Covington because I then that just is a fun fight. Just seeing Colby Covington get his face smashed in by a guy you really like. And exactly. Bilal well, I, I would hope that it would be Covington too, just because I like Shemaev a lot, and I think he's a great fighter, and he's going to be a star in the UFC for sure. He already is a star, but to leapfrog and like Bilal's like worked his way up. You know what I mean? Like fight by fight by fight by fight to get to where he is now. 
and Shemaev just kind of like rocketed up, right? So I would hope that Bilal gets the benefit of the doubt and said, you deserve Kobe Covington because of what you've worked for, like to get to this point and having to fight like literally the next guy in front of you, as opposed to, you know, like Shemaev's great and everything, but he leapfrogged like 10 dudes to be the number three now. So that's why that's why the rankings mean shit. Like they're it's no, I know, bogus. but like, but they do though because you're setting up these matchups. But but they but but they don't. But like because that's what I like. That's what I'm like, you know, like treated as. Like that's what I'm expecting. But they're worse than the college football rankings. Like they're terrible. Like they they have no significance. They they don't really mean anything. The number one guy doesn't always fight for the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, like the sport has a lot of injuries and, and timing and you know contract issues, what have you. Like you can't match up all these guys. But like. You know, I, I still, I still, you know, understand. Like, who are the best welterweights in the world? Well, it's Bilal Muhammad, it's Kobe Covington, and it's Hamza Shmaev. And yeah. you know, Shmaev hasn't. Pr- I mean, proved himself pretty good against he did. Burns. I'm not saying you know? he didn't, but it's just you know, for someone that has worked his ass off to get like to move up bit by bit by bit by bit, and then you get one guy who you know has a great fight with Gilbert Burns, wins that one, and then he jumps ten spots. Well, you know, look, like, it's the Conor McGregor effect. Yeah, Conor, Conor McGregor beat the number seven ranked featherweight in the world and then fought for the title. Like yeah. he, he skipped all of the difficult matchups at featherweight to get that opportunity uh, uh, to fight Jose Aldo, which was bullshit also, but that's just the name of the game in the, in the UFC. So um, who knows? Bilal Muhammad, I, I wouldn't want him to fight a guy coming off a loss, but he could theoretically be fighting Gilbert Burns yeah. next because Gilbert Burns is still in that, in that top five discussion of best welterweights in the world. There I go. Using the rankings again, even though I shouldn't. There you Crutch. go. Hey, you know I'm a college football fan. You know I like the college football playoff. I like that it's four teams. I don't think we need to expand. That's the way it is. It's always two or three teams and then a, a bunch of just, okay, so it, congratulations. You get invited to get your ass beat by Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State every year. Like, that's fine to me. Because to me, there aren't 12 good, there aren't 12 elite football teams in college football. Just like there aren't 12 elite welterweights, right? There's like, Four guys. There's four good college football teams. The, I mean, there's there's four great college football teams. The rest are just kind of, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, fine. Notre Dame, come on in. Get your ass kicked. All right, Michigan State, your turn this year. All right. And, like, that's just kind of what we do. Oklahoma, come on. Your turn to get your ass beat. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're 100% right. In, in case I'm playing with the UFC, like like Leon Edwards or Bilal Muhammad, like, well, Muhammad's ten and one in his last eleven fights. Leon Edwards has won eight fights in a row, mm-hmm. but neither one of them is fighting for the championship. And yeah. Shemaev, who has won, I guess theoretically he's won two fights in a row at welterweight because like there's two fights at middleweight. Yeah, uh, and he could be fighting for the championship. So you know the interesting thing is they just announced uh, the UFC did kind of an upcoming tournament, and this is this is old school. I'm not sure if you were like watching way back in the day with like the pride fighting championship or, you know, even they did it a little bit in strike force where they had like these tournaments and they're trying to do it now with Bellator and it's kind of working, but maybe perhaps they do a pseudo tournament where, you know, Bilal fights Colby, Shamaya fights, you know, uh, Leon Edwards or whatever. And the winners meet the winners, you know, so that'd be cool. Um, it could be something that they, yeah. they, they they discuss. Absolutely. All right, let's get into UFC Fight Night. Lamos versus Andrade. It's tomorrow night. It's Saturday night. Or it's today, if you're listening to this on, on Saturday. It's, to, it's tonight. It's right now. Maybe maybe it's like a half an hour beforehand this is starting, and you got to get those bets in last minute. So let's focus on this main event. Amanda Lamos against uh, Jessica Andrade. This is going to be a great fight. You've got uh, the uh, a longer 
fight for these two. This is the main event, so this is going to be five rounds. Andrade's got the better cardio. She's gone the distance before. And my favorite thing about her is, is she will pick you up and slam you and knock you out by like essentially body slamming you. Have That's you, have you, awesome. re- have you rewatched how she won the championship against Rosanami? I Oh, yeah, like, a few yeah, times. I mean, yeah, it's great. Such a sick knockout. And the interesting thing about that fight, too, in particular, was that like Andrade was like losing that fight until she decided, all right, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Rose up and smash her down on her, her head. And, and she's uh, moving you know. to a different weight class for this fight. Well, she's moving. So she's back. moving back. Mm-hmm. She's moving back to the weight class that she was the champion. She, she you know, she had lost the um, uh, two fights, you know, at, at straw weight. And she just said to herself, like, look, I, I, I lost again to, to, to Rose Nami Yunus. I lost the championship to, the, to Zhang Weili. Let me try a new weight class. She did. She was successful in her, in her debut. But then she got smashed, like most people do, against Valentina Shevchenko. So, you know, after another win, she's coming back down in weight. It, she looked fine on the scale. So there wasn't – that was the one concern. I mean, she, you know, was cutting – a lot of weight to make the flyweight because this is a former bantamweight in Jessica Andrade. So, you know, she used to fight at 135, uh, you know, this fight now uh, at 115 pounds. Um, but she's a killer. She's a champion, a former champion. She's been in there with, with the best uh, uh, that women's mixed martial arts has, you know, has, has provided. And, and Amanda Limos, you know, she's, she's talented, but she has not fought anywhere close to the level of, of, of competition. Mm-hmm. And look, she's won five fights in a row. She's a very strong kickboxer and a Muay Thai. She's going to have length, but most people will have length against Jessica Andrade. So, you know, it's like, you know, you know, me getting out on the bat or me or you, or you're a little bit taller than me, but me or you coming out on the basketball court. Like I know I'm going to be giving up you know, a significant amount of height, no matter when I, <laughs> um, that's Andrade. Like Andrade is tiny. Yeah. But like Lemos didn't, like really she got the win against Angela Hill, who is also a very, you know, active fighter, very good fighter, good stand up, but like started to lose that fight. So you just mentioned cardio, like Andrade stronger in cardio because she's gone in those championship rounds. Limo started to fade in that fight against Angela Hill and was really lucky to get a win uh in a three round fight against Angela Hill via split decision. So um I'm all in on Jessica Andrade. It's I just think Heavy odds, though. She's minus 200 right now. Lemos the dog at plus 170. So that's a lot to lay to try to get just a victory out of uh, Andrade for this one. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. But, like, the odds the odds make sense. Yeah. She's going to have the, the strength advantage. Uh, I think she's the better stand-up fighter. She'll struggle a little bit with, you know, distance and figuring that out, trying to get in range to land something. I think she's clearly better on the ground if the fight – you know, definitely goes there. And she's also a finisher. Like, you know, over 22 wins, 16 of them have come inside the distance. And, you know, Lemos, you know, has a, a near unblemished record. So there's nothing to, like, suggest that you think a lot more about, like, a TKO win for Andrade because Lemos has been finished before mm-hmm. because of that way. So I understand you're trying to search for that for the value. But, look, she was knocked out. Leslie Smith did knock her out, the one loss that, that Lemos had. So I'm just comfortable playing the the fight, you know, to go five rounds for, for Andrade to win. Uh, that's my play. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, shy away or disrespect if someone says, no, I need a little bit more juice, so let's get Andrade via TKO. Yeah, so Andrade by uh, knockout or TKO is plus 230. 
Andraj by points is plus 310. So if you're looking for some value there, if you want to see that big fight, not saying it's going to be a body slam knockout like it was against Rose, but uh, if you if you look at if you're looking for more value, there is value in the method of victory, whether it's by points or by TKO. But Jessica Andraj, the heavy favorite, should be a good fight though. At least it'll if it does get if we do get a finish in this fight, you know it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and and it, and it's also you know again. It's 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 providing an opportunity for some future, you know, challengers. Andraj again, you know, moving back down to the weight class. She, she's one and one uh, against Rose Namajunas, who's the champion. So, uh, and Rose is fighting uh, next week. So it's an opportunity or two weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. So look, if she wins this fight, she might be right back in line for a, a, another crack at Rose. They've split. It makes sense. You know, you always want those trilogy fights to to, to play out. And if Amanda Lemos wins this fight, well, then she's clearly the next contender or she needs to fight in a title eliminator fight next. So moving on to the next fight of the or it'll be right before this fight is Clay Guida, the old man. He's a man. He's 40. Clay Guida against Claudio Pueyes. I mean, if you look at this fight, one of them's 40. One of them just turned to, uh, 26. Claudio just turned 26 years old, and Clay Guida's, Guida is literally 40 years old. And the odds have kind of gone back and forth on this fight. Let's just say this is a pick right? This is essentially a pick Because before, Clay, Clay Guida right now is minus 110, and Pueyes is, is uh, minus 106. Before, it was Guida that was like like even money, and Claudio was, was minus 110. So let's just call this one a pick This yeah. is basically a toss-up for this fight. I agree. I agree. Um, I think, but though, I, I, I want our fans to be privy to what we talked about prior to coming on the air, and that's like a personal story of Clay Guida. Uh, you, like, I think Black has it. Like, it was... It was Black oh yeah, like too? well, no, no, no. We um, no, I wasn't there. Chris was there, but, has, but Clay this, Guida this used to date. Handicapping. This is a factor in handicapping Clay Guida to win this fight. Listen, right? strong jaw, strong jaw. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that that the the man has a strong jaw, and basically he dated one a, a guy we went to high school with sister. So think about it. So, which isn't. I mean, if you're like, oh, man, someone you went to high school. I, I'm 37. Like, Clay Guida's only three years older than me. So for him to be dating our friend's sister, who was only a year younger than us, or maybe she's two years younger than us, it's really not, like, as bad as it sounds, right? Like, I'm not that young. Like, Chris and I are both 37 years old. We're like, we, we realize that we're getting up there. We don't have the strong jaw of a Clay Guida, but we're def- definitely getting up there in age. And some of the younger producers and hosts that we have now, we kind of feel like, okay, well, we're the 40-year-olds going to get up against the 25-year-olds now. That's how but, we feel. But I think, it, I think it's just cool to be able to say that at one point in your life, you yeah. were at a party that Clay Guida was at, and he, yeah. was, he was dating some you knew I yeah mean, yeah it's, it's, it's you know it's one of those you know uh, rushes like, with fame type of you know scenarios of, 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 of back in the day but like i say this with the most love possible he looked like someone who gets hit in the face for a living yeah no he he he, he does uh and it's amazing that he's still doing what he's doing and, and also amazing uh what what he did his last fight out uh, and if you recall, we were all in on Clay Guida mm-hmm. to win that fight against Leonardo Santos. And, and Clay Guida was a near, like, plus 200 underdog in that fight. And he weathered an early storm and Clay guida uh Leonardo Santos, you know, utilized his cardio and his wrestling to win the fight. And that's what he's been doing, uh, you know, really over the last, you know, few years. Because he's not, you know, he's not a top lightweight contender or featherweight contender anymore, but 
he's got enough in the tank to rely on the cardio, to rely on the wrestling, the double legs that, you know, a lot of people just still can't deal with. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case uh, with Pajas. Um, you know, and it's surprising, too. A lot of people don't realize that Pajas has been in the UFC since 2016. He's just been extremely inconsistent uh, and hasn't fought a lot, although he has, he did fight two times in, in 2021. He got a victory over Jordan Levitt, who he just recommended as an underdog last week, and that cashed. Um, He's got good and developing Muay Thai, and he's an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. I, I, I'm going to side with Pajas in this fight. I think that he won't be a couple of things. One, Guido won't be able to do what he did against Leonardo Santos because Santos also a little bit long in the tooth, and Santos also gas. And I think Pajas seeing that and understanding that he can't empty the tank in a round is also going to benefit a fight that he knows it's going to be, I'm going to have to keep this on the feet and uh, I'm going to have to prevent the takedowns. And if it goes to the takedowns, like I have to get back up because Clay Guida really isn't a guy that gets submitted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rarely ever have I seen Clay Guida get submitted. So um, I wish Paul Hayes was was getting, taking some plus money because that's the direction I'd love to go. But since it's a pick, I'm still going to say he's going to win the fight. But I almost kind of want to say to our fans out there that are listening, like, Wait till some more public money comes in on Clay Guida and then grab Pajas as the underdog. Because it's the casual better's name, right? The casual better will see Clay Guida and they'll recognize the name and they'll say, oh, he's a favorite? All right, I'll throw some money on him. Why not? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that, that's, you know, that's going to be the case. And, and Guida, you know, has not actually been a favorite uh, in, in quite some time ever. I think the last time he was a favorite was against BJ Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, BJ Penn is well, well beyond his years of dominating yeah. the lightweight and, and, and welterweight divisions. So, so if we're uh, looking it's an for interesting a- matchup, but it's, it, you know, the advantage for Clay Guida, if you want to have a reason for Clay Guida, it's the same matchup against Leonardo Santos, like that he just was successful in. A, uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner that's got some power and some Muay Thai that Guida just walked through. And I mean, look, it, it sucks to root against Clay Guida. Such a fun fighter, and mm-hmm. such a fun fighter to watch. And like, again, he's an Illinois guy, even though he's a Cubs fan. He's an Illinois guy. <laughs> uh, like, you know, it, it, so. But I, I, what do I do here? I can't. I don't pick the guys that I like. I pick the guys that I think are going to win. So that's why it's Poyas. Yeah. So if you think it's going to go the distance too, you can get Poyas by uh, points at plus two fifty. You can get him by submission at plus four twenty. And if you want to go by Guida by points, is actually what. The, uh, the odds are coming in, as is what Vegas believes. The Clay Guida by points is plus 160 right now, the shortest odds on the method of victory. That probably would be the way to go. I'm not sure if Guida's going to, like, again, overwhelm, uh, you know, Pajas like he did uh, mm-hmm. against Leonardo, uh, you know, his last time out. Uh, and just, you know, again, dominate, control, double legs, you know, land that overhand right. So that's that. That would be that would certainly be a play uh, to to consider a prop to consider if you're looking at Clay Guida. Our next fight is a fight that was originally booked in December. We talked about fights moving around and all that kind of stuff. This is one that was originally booked for December. It is Macy Barber against Montana De La Rosa. De La Rosa, the heavy underdog at plus one fifty five. Macy Barber right around minus one eighty. Uh, this is going to be. You know, strength against uh, or different kind of uh, strengths against each other, right? Where Macy Barber is going to be more of the striker, the finisher, and where uh, Montana De La Rosa is more uh, going to need takedowns to try to win this fight against Macy Barber. Yeah, you're you're, you're right. Um, with 
you know, Montana De La Rosa, like, you know, like when uh, Ty Webb uh, was talking to El Cervic and Caddyshack and he's like, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not good. <laughs> um, like, uh, Latana de, de Rosa is just is not a good fighter. Like, she's, she's, she's like, kind of like average everywhere. Like, and, you know, and again, I mean, she's got the wins. Like, again, she's been in the UFC for, uh, you know, several years and, and, and has beaten some, some, some better competition. But this is a, this is a fight that Macy Barber, if she is the real deal and she, you know, she's one of these young 23 year old prospects that came in with a lot of notoriety. She tore her ACL in a fight against Roxanne Matafari. And that's why I, a lot of people believe she lost that fight. Came back a little bit too soon, and that's why she lost the fight to Alexa Grasso. Um, even though Alexa Grasso is a tremendous fighter, uh, kind of looked, you know, again a little lethargic against Miranda Maverick. But prior to that, she was smashing people. So this is going on and saying, okay, well, I'm going to expect now the fighter that we thought we were getting in 2019, now in 2022. But that's exactly what I think. She's been in a fight like this before. Uh, and she smashed both those fighters. J.J. Aldrich and Jillian Robertson is the same type of fighter as Montana De La Rosa. Uh, if the fight goes to the ground, she, you know, she's going to be, Macy Barber is going to be able to use her strength, her wrestling, uh, and, and her top control. So I like her to win at $1.90. And I think maybe a small play on uh, the inside of distance. And that's always fun with the, with the women because it does not happen often. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we saw it cash with, um, uh, oh God, Molly McCann, uh, a couple of weeks ago in London, which was, I didn't have that. we had the other fighter, but, yeah. um, you know, it happens. So again, nothing against Montana De La Rosa, nice fighter, good fighter, but Macy Barber, this is a fight that she should win and she should win convincingly. And so if you want that knockout or TKO finish, that's plus 380. So that's a decent, uh, decent value right there, uh, to almost quadruple your money on the night. Uh, if you want to look at that, if you think it can go inside the distance, if not, Macy Barber by points is still, you're still getting value on it at plus 135. So if you want to put Macy Barber in a parlay at minus 190, um, with, with maybe with Andrade at minus 200, boost those odds for you there. But then if you want Barber by points, you're looking at, uh, plus 135. So even if it doesn't finish inside the distance, if it does go the distance, you're still getting some value there taking Barber with the points exactly exactly and that could be a direction to go again i can't speak confidently about you know how she's fully recovered from the acl uh you know injury and and, and surgery but she has fought three times or excuse me two times since that point um and and, you know continuing to gradually get better and obviously you know as she continues to come out there and plus she's also again 23 years old and not and taylor russ is not like old she's like 20 she's 26 but like um you know barber again big time prospect a lot a lot of hype surrounding about her she should win this fight, and I expected her to, to do it with flying colors. It might not be the main event, but I think we saved the best fight for last with Lando Venata against Charles, uh, Charles Jordan. This could be the most explosive fight of the night. They are close in odds as well. Jordan is minus 115. Venata is minus 105. So essentially a pick em again. Um, I'm actually looking at updated odds right now. Venata is a slight underdog at, at even money, so plus 102 right now for Renata uh, on on the live odds right now. But this has a chance to be explosive. Both these dudes come out swinging. They want to end it. They want to end it fast. This could be an explosive fight. This is interesting because I just released a play via FatJackSports.com uh, for this fight, uh, a special prop, because, uh, yeah, they're both guys that, that come out swinging, a uh, wide variety of striking uh, and, you know, Lando Groovy Venata and Charles Air Jordan. Like, fantastic fight. A fight. Oh, you know who I'm playing. 
I mean, that's easy. I only wear Jordans. That's a that's easy. Air Jordan. That's it. Done. Money. Yeah, Don't yeah, even no, end a podcast. Like, that's know, it. That's over. End of the show. That's it. We're done. That, and that, thank you it. for. Well, you know what? I, I think it could be it. Um, and you know, Jordan is has kind of you know he hasn't sputtered, but like rotates wins and losses within uh, you know the UFC. He 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 came with a lot of notoriety because of his his flashiness uh, and his variety of striking, but so did so did Lando Venata. Um, the issue that I have is I, I think that we are seeing Jordan, you know, he looked great in his last fight against Andre Yule, uh, a fight that he won via three rounds, you know, Lando Venata also, you know, is going to give the fight to Jordan once and he looked great in his fight, uh, his win against Mike Grundy. My play actually is going to go out of the limb a little bit. So this is one of those props that you, Ooh, that you look at. This will be released with FatJackSports.com. Jordan via TKO. Woo. Lando Venata is not a guy that gets finished, but Jordan hits with a lot of power. And Lando Venata, I think, is in the top three of strikes absorbed uh, in the lightweight division. That's not something you want to be doing against a guy that hits and thumps like Charles Air Jordan. That is going to continue to come at you until you kill him or he kills you. So fight it tonight for sure. If there's a prop bet on that. I, I would definitely recommend it. It's definitely going to be a favorite to do it, but small little wrinkle, sprinkle, whatever you want to call it. I don't know why I said wrinkle. Oh, yeah, sprinkle. 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 It yeah. doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Charles Hair Jordan via TKO at plus 350. All right. So, yeah, there there it is. The, by TKO, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so that's a that's a great prop. I love it. I love the fact that his name is Air Jordan. You know, I'm a sucker for, sucker for the good nicknames. Uh, but also minus one twenty, even just to win the fight, like just to win, whether it's in the distance, out of the distance, regardless. Money line bet for Jordan to win is minus one twenty right now. So that's not even that. Those are pretty short odds. Uh, worth a play for sure, but then also sprinkle a little bit on Jordan by knockout TKO. Hopefully, heading into as this is the first fight of the first fight of the main event, that hopefully we go in with some plus money for the rest of the night. Anything else on this card that you're looking at? I know you've got a couple of other opinions on some other fights that we can get to real quick here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, will, I will. Well, I'm going to stay on the main card here because it, you know, it, it had a late night or late replacement. Alexander Romanov and Chase Sherman. Um, you know, Romanov. 15-0 heavyweight, uh, you know, I think he's 3-0 now in the UFC. Uh, top game is phenomenal when he gets you down. Chase Sherman was on the couch three days ago, just like me and you, and probably, you know, he literally, like, probably picked up the phone. The phone rang. He picked it up, and he's like, all right, what did they offer me, a UFC fight, a bare-knuckle boxing fight, or my buddy's asking me to go to the bar and meet him for a beer? Um, and he would have done all three, probably in the same night. Um, Romanov's going to win this fight early, probably in the first round. He's going to win it inside the distance. He's going to win it by TKO. So probably if you can parlay all three on your FanDuel account, um, and, and just grab some money. Cause I mean, Romanov's a huge favorite. So like I, he'll win, he'll win it early. He'll win it convincingly. Yeah. He's a huge favorite. He's minus 1500 right now. I, I don't even see methods of victories up yet on FanDuel sports, uh, for how he's going to win, but that is a huge, just add that into the parlay, add it into your parlay, a little extra juice for that. Anything else we should look at, uh, maybe in the prelims for this, uh, UFC fight night. I, I think that Jordan Wright and Mark Andre Barrio are going to give a fantastic fight for as long as it will last. Uh, Jordan Wright, I think all of his wins, the Beverly Hills Ninja has come have come in the first round. All of his fights have come within two rounds. 
Mark Andre Berrio is is kind of like uh, the juggernaut. You know, he just comes at you, and either he gets knocked out, which he did against Chidi Njikalani his last time. Not sure if his recovery is is good because he's taking this fight on relatively short notice. Um, so that fight's going to last not too long. Uh, so the under uh, and one and a half is a play for me on that one. That is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Make sure you tweet at him when that plus 380 comes in on Charles Jordan. And then also get his picks, fatjacksports.com. Whatever you missed here is on fatjacksports.com, plus everything else from Fat Jack, whether it's baseball, the NBA playoffs, hockey's wrapping up here, and, of course, the, the NFL and NCAA football coming up here soon once we get through the summer and into the fall. But make sure you check out fatjacksports.com. Follow Jordan on Twitter, like I mentioned, at Woodon1063. I'm Adam Abdallah, at Adam A. Abdallah. If, uh, if you're coming out to Sebastian's tonight in Brookfield, see you there. If you didn't and you're listening on Saturday, it was great. It was awesome. Why weren't you there? Come, come to the next one. You should have been there. It was a party. It was awesome. We had so much fun, and you weren't there, and you missed it. <laughs> we'll talk next week. It was a good week. time. It was great. We'll talk next time. Another UFC fight night next week, so we will talk about that and preview that on another episode of the Unnamed MMA podcast.